All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and yet another chance to get our acts together. Today is December 1st, 2022, and week 200. We've been doing this for 200 weeks now and no end in sight. So as long as the Lord sees fit. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about an abundant life. And also, if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream by Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And again, that title is An Abundant Life. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for continuing to bless us, Lord. Thank you for uh, everything that you continually do for us, Lord. Help us to never take your word for granted. Help us not to take your gifts for granted, um, the things that you shower upon us. Lord, help us to grow in love. Help us to grow in faith, to grow in patience, uh, to grow in uh, humbleness, everything that's like you, Lord, help us to grow in it. But we're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word would go forth, Lord, that all of us would in, uh, decrease and that only you would increase. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us, help us to remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, uh, I thank God. I believe you said it was episode 200, uh, if yep. I heard you correctly. That's right. Um, uh, I, I want to thank God for blessing us uh, to do that, because if you had asked me how many videos uh, or how many streams we did up until this point, I wouldn't have been able to tell you it was 200. Um, but that's, that's a blessing of God. And so I'm, I'm thankful to God for him, for how he's given us a mind to do this, because I, I truly believe that without him, neither one of us would be doing this. And so I thank God for that. Um, even uh, I was unintentional, but even with the title and abundant life, um, we're going to get into some things uh, tonight that that perfectly displays um, what we're talking about. Um, let, let us run really quickly because I, I know I gave you that verse. So I want to go to that verse uh, and we can kind of get it kicked off. But I'm, I'm still going to bring up again that 200th episode. So let, let us go over there um, uh, to that focus verse, Mel. All right, really quickly, we just have a few comments. Um, Kiara says, praise the Lord. And also, I like the intro music. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Casey says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening. God bless. And David also says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord. And um, Belinda also, she says 200, praise the Lord. Definitely, that is something to praise the Lord over. So thank you guys so much for the comments. And so John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I thank God that he sent Jesus to teach us things so that we would have life and not just any old life. Uh, but an abundant life, you know, God's desire really is to bless you. Um, there's, there's going to be some times of struggle. There's going to be some times of grief, sadness. Um, sometimes where we, we might not have something, um, that we, we might feel we need at the moment, but at the end of the day, God wants to give you an abundant life. Uh, abundant in his his mercy, abundant abundant in his knowledge, uh, his his faith, um, abundant in even physical possessions. 
Uh, now, I'm, I'm by no means a prosperity preacher, but God does desire to bless you with things. Um, he told us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Uh, the abundant things shall be added unto you. We can go back. I can name countless people throughout scripture um, who God blessed them with an abundance of things. And so I'm thankful that God has blessed us with this abundance uh, or he's willing to, because uh, to be quite frank with you, a lot of times we are not in a position we need to be. We don't have everything we we even need to have because of our own doing. I want to run over, Melvin. I, I don't want to stay here long. In the book of Matthew 18, Matthew 18 and verse 19 over there, I, I want to show something here because the reason... We really are not where God wants us to be is because we have not yet learned to come together. We have not yet learned to work together. That's really where the abundance will come in. When we learn to love one another, Jesus told his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. Uh, We know in another place at the Last Supper, Jesus began to wash his disciples' feet. And um, he told them that was an example. That was showing them what things they needed to do for each other. Humble themselves. A lot of times uh, you're going to have to sacrifice for one another. That's what he was trying to tell us or tell them at that time, then also obviously tell us. But once we do those things, and abundance starts to happen. Once we line up with what God says, we begin to gain way more than what we would have gained if we just did it on our own. I want to show you this uh, because uh, what made me think about it was the 200th episode. By myself, I could not do that. Melvin, by himself, as good as you are with the technology, you would not be able to do that. We need each other to do these things. No one person is more important than the next person. But once we come together and once we begin to agree and sacrifice and put this to the side and put that to the side for a common goal, then an abundance happens. Then you can be able to give God the glory and say, hey, we've been on here for 200 episodes because I didn't have to do this alone, because I had someone to help me to do this. See, we are far more limited when we try to do things on our own. But as soon as we begin to start working together in abundance takes place, glory be to God. So he said, I come that they might have life and that more abundantly. But in order to get that abundance that he really wants for us, we got to learn to work together. We've got to learn to put the disagreements to the side, the fights to the side. We've got to learn. Scripture told us in one place, agree with our adversary quickly. Even if we become each other's adversary, we got to learn, put it to the side. Sacrifice for your brother. Sacrifice for your sister. So we can receive that abundance. I must, I want to show you this tonight by the grace of God. Matthew 18. And uh, pick us up, Melvin, in verse 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Two of you. He said, you got to come together. He he did not say just one. He said, if two of you get together, things will begin to happen. He's trying to teach us. He prayed in one place, uh, Father, make them one. He prayed to God, Jesus now. He prayed to God that his people would become one, that we would be like-minded that we would learn to work together 
to have an abundance, not just abundance in things now. I'm, I'm not only talking about things, an abundance of everything. Faith, love, hope. You know, we need someone else. A lot of times we get discouraged about things until we go and talk to someone else who can begin to encourage us again. At one point, we might have been feeling good and feeling strong until the devil swooped in and, or we got some bad news or, or we seen something that discouraged us about our current situation. Until we begin to talk to the right one who would encourage us. See, there's an abundance there when we surround ourselves with the right people, when we're together. There's something about being together. Read that next verse for us, verse 20, Mill. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He said, if I can just get two of you guys to gather and agree, just two in my name now, according to his will, doing things according to the way God said it, he said, I'll be right there in the midst. I will be there. How can we be defeated with him there? Just two of us, look, we, <laughs> just two of you. Me and Melvin started this Bible study. We decided to do it, uh, whether anybody watched it or not, uh, whether it's one view, two views, five views, we said, we're going to keep going. But then God began to bless us. Where he seen two of us gather, he began to bless. We began to have this person watch that person. We need we had to start out with just us, but now we appreciate you guys, all of those that listen to us um, on whatever platform. We appreciate you because without you, we would not be able to do this. But we needed to start with two or three. He said, where there are two or three, he said, I'll be there. Wherever God is, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's an abundance. If we can just decide to come together, we can have something. We can do something. We can accomplish some things with God on our side. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? There's an abundance wherever we are together. As long as we're doing things in the name of the Lord, for his glory, for his purpose, according to his will. He said he'll be right there. Magical things happen where there are two or three, where there's at least two people gathered together for the glory of God. Two or three. So that's what we're talking about tonight. There's an abundance when God is involved. When we can get together, you know, we have all kinds of fights. Uh, we have all kinds of uh, schisms and disagreement. But God, if you can just put that stuff to the side, if you can just hash those things out, if you can just grow in love, learn how to love one another, he said, I'll be right there. I'll create an abundance. So, you know, the reason we have a hard time coming together is because we're looking at what's in it for me. What, what, what am I going to have? What's going to be left for me if I come together and I sacrifice? You know, I, I want to go somewhere, Mel. Um, let, let's stay in this chapter. But let's go back to chapter 14. Because we, we've heard this story before. But I want to look at it again. So, uh, yeah, Matthew chapter 14, and I believe I want verse 13 here. Uh, go to 15. Let's go to 15. It'll save us a few verses. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Now, these are the apostles, the 12 apostles 
approaching Jesus, telling him, look, it's too many people out here. Look, it's, it's, it's nighttime. It's getting dark. These people are hungry. Could be, and I, we know they're hungry because they keep saying it. Look, anytime any of us get hungry, somebody's going to hear us say it about 10 times, <laughs> a few times a minute. <laughs> the people are hungry. Send them away so they can go and eat something. Read for us, Mel. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. He said, they don't need to go anywhere. You give, you give them something to eat. He's training them on how to come together and solve the problems. See, we got a lot of problems. A lot of times people say, what does this have to do with God? Or, you know, uh, every situation that we find ourselves in, we're wondering, what does this have to do with God? This has nothing to do with God here. These people just want something to eat. But he's showing us, if you would just come together, he said, I'll be right there with you to give you an abundance. Glory be to God. Whatever situation it is, it can be eating. I mean, it, it does not have to be a specific thing. He said, if you can just come together. You can just come together, put aside your differences and come together. He said, I'll be right there to help you in the time of need. Read for us, Mel. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. They said, all we have is two fish and five loaves. That's it. We do not have enough to feed all these people. But he told us. If you can just come together, whatever you have, just bring it. You know, there are people, instead of us working together on things, uh, one person might be good at technology. Uh, another person might be good at uh, arts and crafts. Another person might be good at singing. Another person might be good at construction, uh, building things. But instead of us coming together and actually having something and accomplishing something, we start looking down on the next person. We say, well, my thing brings in more money than yours. We start to fight each other instead of us just bringing together everything that we have. Instead of us just bringing that together for the glory of God and allowing him to be in the midst, we fight over it. But Jesus said, look, bring to me whatever you have. Whatever it is that you have, I want you to bring it to me. Where there are two or three gathered together in his name, he'll be right there. Go ahead for us, Neil. He said, bring them hither to me. Mm -hmm. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Read that one more time for us. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Because they took it up, they took the two fish, the five loaves, brought it to Jesus. See, what he's trying to teach us, if we would humble ourselves and come together, whatever little bit that you bring to the table, he said he'll bless it. He'll multiply it. He will add to it in ways that you cannot even explain. Look, there's no math in this world. There's no arithmetic that's going to explain what's going to happen here. You will not be able to come up with a formula to, to understand this besides the formulas that he gave us, where there are two or three gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst. That's the only formula that works here. That's the only equation that works. So he told them, bring it to me. And once he got it, he blessed it. You know, 
we can do a certain amount of things as one person. But we add so much more when we add a second person. But you know, how much more is added when you add God into it? God Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How much more is added? See, look, me and Melvin, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can accomplish a little bit. But once God gets involved with that, oh, we can accomplish an abundance. Once you put two people together, at least two, he said, I'll, I'll increase and add an abundance. Whatever, whatever little bit you can do, look, multiply that, triple that, quadruple that, multiply that times 10, multiply that times 100. If you can just sacrifice, if you can just work out your differences, stop fighting over every small thing, he said, I'll increase it. There'll be an abundance. He came so that we can have life and that more abundantly. And his prayer was, Lord, make them one. Help them to be of one mind. Help them to learn to come together. They're always fighting. This is what true love is. Coming together. That's what true love is. This is what Jesus tried to teach them. So they brought it to him. And he blessed it. I mean, man, I, I need you to read that one more time. Start over, start over for me again in verse 17. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. You know, good God Almighty. They use that word, but see, we, we throw that word out every time. But what about this? But what about that? Every time God tries to get us to, to uh, put what we have together, to work together, to come together, we always throw that word in. But they said, he said, I need you to sit these people down. They said, but this is all we have. Every single time God tries to get us to do something, we say, but. God, you must not understand. You must not understand our limitations. You must not understand the problems that I have with this person or the problems that I have with that person. You must not understand our weaknesses. You know, when God tried to send uh, Moses to Egypt, he, he started saying, but God, I got this problem. But he said, if you can just come together, he said, look, go and get Aaron. You need to come together. And once you come together, I'll be right there. You can throw the rod down. It'll turn into a snake. You can turn the Nile River into blood. You can accomplish something. You can bring over a million people, according to some people, a million people out of Egypt. If you can just come together, I'll be in the midst. There will be an abundance if you would just learn to come together. But if you continually separate yourself, you can accomplish something. But you will never reach your full potential. You can accomplish some things. Look, one person can accomplish a lot. But if two people get together, if three people, if four people, if 10 people, if 100 people get together, there's some things uh, we were told to do in our lives that we're told to wash the dishes or we're told to cut the grass or uh, we're told to fold the tiles. But just suppose you had three other people help you do that same job. It wouldn't have been that hard for us. But because we cannot come together and do anything, it's hard on you. It's hard. Because we have not learned to come together, because we continually make excuses. Jesus said, look, bring it to me. They said, but this is all we have. What do you mean bring it to you? This is all we have. Read for us, man. He said, bring them hither to me. Mm -hmm. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed 
and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples Mm -hmm. to the multitude. He blessed it. They brought it to Jesus. He blessed it. And he turned around and put it back in their possession. See, God is going to put things back in your possession when you learn how to come together. When you learn to give it to him, we think giving it to him means we won't have it anymore. He's going to give it back to you. So he takes what they have. They give it to him. He gives it right back to his disciples and said, now I want you to go and give it to them. He's training them on some things here. He's training us to understand if you can just come together. Look, even if we don't have very much food, if if every last one of us, we don't have very much food in our homes. Look, you just take one dish, one dish out of your pantry and say, man, we're going to come together. We're going to eat something. Look, it's going to become an abundance once you come together. Opposed to you taking all of the food from your place and trying to go and feed those same very people. Just bring all that you, just bring what you have to the Lord. And and somehow, some way, there will be an abundance. But you have to trust him. See, our problem is we can't trust him. See, I know we don't trust him every time because we start saying, but. But what about this? But what if that happened? But what if this happened? We don't trust them. We don't trust them. But if we can just come together, God will be right there with us. We cannot fail with him. We cannot fail. Read for us, man. And they did all eat and were filled. Neither. Nobody went lacking. That's what he said. They all ate. And they didn't just eat. They got full. (laughs) They all ate and were full from two fish and five loads. Read read that last one for us, Mel. And they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And then they had leftovers. Mm-hmm. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Now, they didn't even tell us how many women and children were there. They only accounted for at least 5,000. Two fish and five loaves fed well over 5,000. See, this is the power of God we're talking about. But somebody said, well, I just don't believe that. <laughs> somebody says they believe it. But when it comes time to do this and sacrifice and come together and learn to work together, we say, well, I, I can't do that. <laughs> we start saying, but if we can just learn to trust each other, God will work miracles in our lives. You know, I heard a man, it, it's, it's about following God. That's, that's what it's about. It's about following his word. You know, I heard a person tell me one time about how they didn't make very much money at their job. Um, I don't know if their spouse was working, if they were working. Uh, a person wasn't making very much either. But the person told me, of how they had been in the scripture and they began to see how uh, God desires us to pay our tithes. And so this person, now they're very math oriented. And so they began to do the calculations and, and say, man, this, this don't seem like it'll work out. Once I pay my bills and once I pay for that and once I pay for this, man, I won't have any money left. But they began to just go out and do what God said. He said, man, I don't know how it happened. (laughs) He said, man, I don't know how. We still seem to come out with an abundance. It still seemed as if God blessed us because my calculations said we should have been in the negative. 
but God blessed. God blessed. Because they came together and said, we're going to do what God said. He blesses. I'm trying to encourage us tonight to obey him, to learn that we can do far greater with one another. And then we can do we can do even far greater than that with God in the midst. Yeah, I want God to be involved in everything I do. I don't want to get out here and start doing things, but God said he's not even involved with it. I want everything I do to have God's fingerprint all over it. Every, every time somebody asks me, man, how did, how did you guys do that? You know, how, how did y'all do 200 videos? Look, that was God. I know I couldn't do that by myself. I know Melvin and I, even if it was just us, we couldn't do that by ourselves. God had to get involved with that. He had to help us and bless us. He had to put people in our path to help us. We have to understand we can have an abundant life, but it's going to take us to learn how to work together. Look, nothing we've accomplished right now, nothing you've accomplished, any person out there listening, any person who will listen, doesn't matter how good you are at any particular thing, there's nothing you have accomplished that you did all by yourself. We needed our mother before we ever had any recognition and knowledge to be feeding us in her womb. And you know, even she needed God. We all needed God now, but even she needed God because God has to construct her body in a way where the food she eats will go and benefit that child. Everything is according to him. We can do nothing without him. So we might as well understand we have limitations and we can overcome those limitations if we would learn to work together. Man, I want to move to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and pick up verse 7 there. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 7. We're talking about an abundant life. I want to have an abundant life because Jesus promised me that. He promised that he came so that I can have an abundant life, so that you can have it. But we got to know how to get it. He said we have to work together. You know, right now we're benefiting. You know, I, I love technology. I'm thankful to God that he's provided us an air conditioning uh, unit, uh, fans, um, a heating a heating unit. But you know what? I didn't study that stuff. Somebody else had to develop it. And now I'm benefiting off of it. Somebody else came up with a lot of these concepts through the grace of God now. And now here we are benefiting. Somebody else came up with the idea of a cell phone. Somebody else came up with the idea of the internet. And here we are benefiting. If we can come together, we're so much more powerful, especially once God gets involved. Read for us, Melvin, Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 7. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone, and there is not a second. Here's the problem. Because we're trying to do everything on our own. (laughs) Because we're trying to accomplish everything on our own. Here lies the problem. Read for us, Mel. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother. Yet is there no end of all his labor. Mm-hmm. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. You know, even though we're doing everything for ourselves, we're still not satisfied with uh, the amounts that we have. Even though all we're working for is self, we are still not satisfied with our riches. And somebody out there will hear this and say, well, I'm not rich. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
But, you know, when I look at my situation, I say, man, I am pretty rich. I'm pretty rich compared to a lot of other places and a lot of other people. You got homeless people around. You know, ask one of them if if we are rich. Go and ask the nearest homeless person you find if we are rich. We're sitting here with the internet in our homes, paying however much money a month. We're we're just glory be to God. We have access to whatever information we desire. If we wake up and say, "Man, I want Waffle House today," you can go. Uh, get in your car, get on a bus, whatever you want to do, call an Uber, call a taxi. You can go down and get you some Waffle House. You can go and eat hot pancakes, hot syrup. You can eat whatever you desire, glass, cold orange juice. And we have people who can't do that, who are out begging on the streets, hoping somebody would give them some change. And then we turn around and say, well, I'm not rich. Well, I don't have very much. Yeah, it depends on what standards you're coming from, what standards you're measuring it by. Yeah, we're not rich compared to Bill Gates. In that case, most of the people in the world are. (laughs) There's only a few rich people in the world, and that's the standard. But you know what? When I look at it, I say I have a lot. Lord, I, I have a lot. I've got different outfits. I can go in the closet. If I wake up and say, man, I don't like this shirt, I can go and put another shirt on. If I say, oh, I don't like this pair of shoes, I can go and I can exchange what pair of shoes I have. I feel we have an abundance. But you know what? How much more would we have if we learn to come together? If we learn to work with each other in helping people? See. I can only do so much for the homeless. But if we all came together, look how much more we could do. This is what God is trying to show us. We can do so much more if we would just get together. We can feed 5,000 if we all came together. 12 people, 13 including Jesus, could feed over 5,000 people. One person couldn't do that by themselves, though. They didn't have enough. But once they came together, good God Almighty, they were rich once they came together because God is in the midst. He's trying to show us something. If we can just come together, we can have something to be able to do something for somebody else. But the problem is everything is for us. Read that again, man. Start over for us in verse 8. I want you guys to catch something here. This person was alone by themselves, and yet everything was still for them. Read for us in verse 8. There is one alone, and there Mm -hmm. is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother, yet is there no end of all his labor. Mm -hmm. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor? and bereave my soul of good. You know, he's working, doing all this work for self. Instead of doing it and coming together for somebody else, he's doing it all for himself. No matter what amount of riches he has, he said he's not satisfied. His eye is not satisfied yet. Read for his mother. This is also vanity. Yea, it is a sore travail. Two are better than one. Because good they God have Almighty. Mm-hmm. Because they have a good reward for their labor. He said, if we can get together, learn how to work together and be satisfied for once. He said they have a good reward. They have a good reward for their labor if we learn how to come together. Read for us, now. For if they fall, the one mm-hmm. will lift up his fellow. See, somebody has our back. See, there's some power in this stuff because, I, look, I don't care who you are uh, <laughs> and what you are, what you've accomplished, 
you will fall. Every last one of us. If God desires to take us down, we will fall. You know, we work so hard to save some money. We work so hard. We work two and three jobs, six jobs, however many. And you know what? Something always seems to come and cause us to fall. Something just always seems to happen. Look, God is doing that. God is behind this. To fall. So we can see, man, man, this would be so much better if I had somebody to pick me up, to help me. If we were working together in this thing, somebody else would be right there to pick me up and help me. This is what he's trying to show us. There's always going to be something that will come up. I don't care what we do and what we accomplish. The fall is going to happen. Read for us, Melvin. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. He's trying to tell us something. If two or three can gather together in my name, I'll be there to help you. He'll make some things make sense. He'll make some things happen for us. If we could just get together, if we could just come together and learn how to help each other out, learn how to look after each other, not just after ourselves, but to look after one another. Read for us, Mill. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one mm-hmm. be warm alone? He said, let me tell you again. Because we are people who feel it's only a certain example. He said, well, let me give you something else to you. So you can understand there's a concept, there's a principle behind this. He said, look, if you're cold, if two lie together, look, there's a reason. Uh, if a mother's cold, she better hold on to that baby, hold that baby. To warm the baby. There's a reason uh, people take the baby and they hold them real close and rock keeping them warm (laughs) especially in this coldness uh, this cold time of the year right now he's showing us the power of more than one person there's power in more than one read the next one and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. If only we can just get together. It's hard to, we are impossible to defeat once we get together. You know, uh, if you take even a protest of, about anything, about anything, you know, this protest really isn't all that big if it's just one person out there. But once it starts to become two, once it starts to become three, once it becomes 10, 15, 20, 1,000, 5,000, look, this thing, somebody said, we got to do something. We cannot continue to let this thing go this way because these people have come together. You know, that's what Jesus, uh, that's what God said at the Tower of Babel. He said, this people is one. Nothing. We better get that. In the book of Genesis, chapter 11, we better get that. Genesis, chapter 11. Um, Let's pick up there. Let's start at verse... We can start at verse 1. We can start at verse 1. This is the power of people coming together. I'm I'm doing the best I can to show you this. There's power in it. My time is running out, but we're going to pick up Genesis 11. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Look, look, you know, uh, <laughs> once you start saying something that people agree with, Melvin, they said, look, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> once you get on the same page, 
Somebody said, you speaking my language now. Once we get together, I'm trying to tell you, we're speaking God's language. Once we can come together. So now the whole earth was of the same language. This is literally speaking now. Everybody spoke the same language at this particular time. This, is, was, this was after the flood of Noah. The entire world spoke the same language. Read, Mel. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Found a plain. Found some land that they can build on. Found a place where the the, the uh, foundation would be solid, level. Read for us, Mel. Thank you, Lord. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn mm-hmm. them thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. My God. Nobody was out there complaining about how hot it was. They weren't complaining about how cold it was. They weren't complaining about, man, the brick's too heavy. Man, how are we going? They had a mind to work. Tells us about, uh, I believe those uh, people with Nehemiah. These people had a mind to work. These people got together and had one goal. They said, We need to build something. We need to build this tower. They all came together for the same purpose. See, this is what God is trying to get his people to do. We, we say we're all God's people. He said, well, prove it. Come together then. If you're saying you're all together and you're one, let's see it. Learn how to work together then. Learn how to love each other. Look out for each other. Ways that the world won't do. Read for us, man. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose mm-hmm. top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. You know what this, this shows me? God's going to examine it. Whether we come together for his purpose or whether we come together for the wrong purpose, God's watching. He's going to examine it. It's going to get his attention. Look, if you want to get God's attention, get together. Read that verse for us again, ma'am. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. They did such a wonderful thing. God had to come down and see it. God Almighty had to examine this thing. He had to get a closer look. He said, man, let me see what's going on here. <laughs> My God, there's something to be said about you getting together. There's some power in it. There's some power once you learn how to work together. Look, a, a marriage. Look, two people can get married uh, just as young as we want to be. But if we're continually fighting about everything, now there will be fights. I'm not telling you there won't be. but there's, there's something to be said about once you can learn to get an agreement, establish a truce, establish some trust and say, we're going to work together. Look, I know you have this problem. I know I have that problem, but we're going to come together and work on this thing. You can achieve something then. Suppose the church did this and we came together. We can achieve something. These people now got together and said, let us build us a tower. Got God's attention. Read for us, man. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. Mm-hmm. And, they have, and they have all one language. And this mm-hmm. they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained for them, which they have imagined to do. He said, this is what they're desiring to do. This is what they've come up with. He said, nothing will hold them back. This is God talking now. They got God's attention because they got together. How much more powerful could we be if we got together in his name? See, this was not in God's name. They said, let us go and establish our own name. 
This is for us. But he said, if you can get together in my name, he said, I'll be right there to back you. You know, a lot of times we want to go in and buy a home or, or uh, do a certain thing. We want the bank to back us. We want the bank's money. He said, I'll be right there with you. I'll be right there with you to bless you, to give you an abundance in everything you do. I'll bless you. I want this. That's what I want for my life, for God to be behind everything I do. I want it to be for the right purpose. We've got to come together as the body of Christ because he told us every part is important. The eye is important. The hand is important. You know, <laughs> hallelujah. You know, sometimes we look at one part as not being that important. But I told somebody recently, look, if you feel your pinky is, is not that important, look, you, you, go, you go about the entire day not using it. Everything you do, leave your pinky out of it. If you think it's not that important. You'll find out, man, this thing is important. We might look at it as the least important digit. It's important, though. We are important. If we could just bring whatever we have to the table, whatever you have, if you can just bring it to the table. Look, I, I, I don't believe every single person there was good at laying bricks. But they needed somebody to transport the material. So they had somebody that said, man, look, I'll just, I'll just bring you the material. You put, it to, you put it down, I'll bring it to you. You need that. It's important. Working together, there's strength in it. You know, there's a saying, strength in numbers. There's strength and power in numbers. And you have people. So God, it got God's attention. I got I to wrap this thing up. It got God's attention, though. They were not even doing what God wanted them to do. And still, God said, there's nothing that's going to be withheld, restrained from them. They can accomplish whatever they imagine. Hallelujah. Whatever they set out to do, God said, they can accomplish it. Look at how much power this is. This is coming from God Almighty. He said, whatever they set out to do, they can accomplish because they've gotten together my God, somebody doesn't see this, man. Somebody does not see how much power you really have. We say, man, we're not rich. We don't have nothing. You don't even know what you have. We don't even understand what we have. God said nothing. But God Almighty, nothing can be restrained from you. Nothing can hold you back once you come together. You know, I get sick and tired of <laughs> My God, help me. I get sick and tired of hearing people make excuses, including myself. Because God told me right here, nothing can be withheld from you. If you can learn how to work together with somebody, whatever you wish to accomplish, you can actually do it. Whether, even if it's not God's will, we can accomplish something until God has to put an end to it. That's the only way we're going to be stopped. God Almighty had to come down and examine this thing and put an end to it. He had to stop it. Read for it, Mel. Somebody needs to see this. Read, Mel, please. <laughs> go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may mm -hmm. not understand one another's speech. Mm -hmm. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. They had to stop doing it. Because God put an end to it. See, I'm, I'm trying to show you the power that is in us coming together. In the book of John, I believe, he said they were not of us. He said if they were of us, they would have continued on with us. There's power with us. They were not all of us. There's power. When we learn how to work together, nothing can stop us. The only thing that can stop us is God himself. But I want to be on his side. 
working with him, him being in the midst. I want him to come down and examine us working together the way he told us. So that's where we are tonight. That's where we are tonight. Recognizing the power that we really have as people. I'm not talking about a race. This isn't black power. I'm not talking about white power. I'm not talking about the United States power. I'm talking about God's people's power. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what nationality. I don't care how tall you are, how well you speak. I don't care what language you speak. If we can get together as God's people across the face of the world, nothing can hold us back. This is power in this. This isn't black power or white power. This is God's power here. (laughs) This is God's power. Nothing can hold us back if we would just believe this. But you know what? He told us in the New Testament, I believe in the book of Corinthians, he said the word did not profit them. might be the book of Hebrews. I can't remember. He said the word did not profit them, though, because it was not mixed with faith. We have to believe this. We have to believe we can really accomplish something. You know, uh, there's so much doubt in our minds. We feel we can't achieve anything because of doubt. Because somebody told us we couldn't. But God here said, man, nothing can be restrained from them. He didn't mention what color these people were. It wasn't about the color. It doesn't matter what language they spoke. It didn't matter where they were from. The thing that mattered was that they came together. They said, we're going to do this. With everything in us, we're going to do this. So God said, man, these people are too powerful. I have to intervene. God Almighty had to come down. This will get God's attention. If we want to get heaven's attention, come together. Come together. Look, if you want to get the devil's attention, come together. He'll start fighting you left and right, but he will not prevail because nothing can hold us back. I thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you guys for spending a little bit of your time to look at the word. I I hope I could encourage somebody to understand that there's power when we get together. So at this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Thank you guys again. No, on a uh, funny side note, Tony's been on the roll this week um, in our Zoom Bible study. We got out at exactly 8 o'clock for the first time. (laughs) Tonight is exactly 60 minutes, so I don't know what's going on, but Tony, I know, always goes over 15, 20 minutes. So we all know what's going on there. Um, but, you know, I'm thankful for for the live stream, for the Zoom Bible studies, uh, for everybody that tuned in and that will listen. And um, I'm glad that you brought up the Tower of Babel because that kept going through my mind throughout this whole Bible study. You know, that wasn't the right way to get to heaven, you know, building a, a tower, but just the fact that they all came together, all of one mind, all had one common goal. It is so powerful um, beyond our imagination. Um, I brought it up a while back and I'll bring it up again. I went to a basketball game, um, a Lakers game. And during halftime, they set out this huge mat where they do slam dunks for halftime entertainment. And I believe they had trampolines on them. I'm not sure. And when it was time for the third quarter to start, this mat stretched from the baseline all the way to half court. And there were about 20 to 30 people. And it amazed me how fast that they flipped up this mat and put it on their shoulder and ran out. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but that is a huge mat. Don't let one person try to do that. You know, they'll be there for hours trying to do that. But you know, the fact that more people was there, were there to help him, to help each other do that, it speaks volumes. And it's the same thing with us. You know, um, the, some of the products that we use, like headphones or laptops or um, MacBooks, is by this company called Apple. And it just started with two people in, in a garage. And look how big it is today, a trillion-dollar company. But just how much more if we put God at the head of this thing, you know, money, it, it doesn't even matter about that. Like what Tony was saying with the other guy um, with paying it 
paying tithes, you say, man, it looks like we're, we would be in the negatives, but God blessed it. And, and we're so focused on all of these different things that don't even really matter. I remember talking to somebody about what we covered in Matthew 14 with the two fish and five loaves. I, and I was explaining how Jesus blessed it and was able to feed above 5,000 people. And he said, well, how big were the fish? <laughs> we got to look at that first. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big the fish were. If you can feed 5,000 plus people. So we have to keep it in perspective and focus on what we need to focus on, you know. And the devil will try to tear it down. There have been many bumps along the road on our way to 200 episodes, especially when we moved to different states and we have to do this thing remotely now. Um, the audio wasn't working. Then finally got the audio working. Then the scriptures didn't want to show on the screen. It was one thing after another. But when you come together and have a mind to do things in the way and to do them the way that God wants you to do them, nothing, nothing can stop you. So I'm grateful to be able to make it 200 weeks because I could not have done it on my own. And I don't believe anybody could. It took, you know, two people and, and more to make this thing work. And I'm appreciative to everybody who's been with us on this journey. And there are a few comments. Um, Jeremy quotes Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasure. Um, David says, little is much when God is in it. And Jeremy says, no one does it alone. And um, also David, he says, I'm a rich man in the Lord. I have treasures laid up in heaven. My heavenly father owns it all. And I'm an heir to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And Janet said, hashtag together. And also congratulations on number 200. So thank you guys so much for the comments. And I believe that is all. Um, thank you for tuning in. Ones that watch it on the Facebook Live or on YouTube or even listen to it on the podcast. It means so much. Uh, we had, I believe it's our only review on Apple Podcasts about a couple of years ago. But this guy says, um, I recently started this podcast and it has made me question what I actually believe to be true. And I'm so grateful for that because it, it should all be questioned because this is our eternal life on the line here. What It matters who you listen to. And even with us, like Tony was saying, Monday, go back and read it to make sure what we're saying lines up with the Bible. Because it is that important. And lastly, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name or have the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, you should definitely do that. Definitely. Because um, that is the foundation. That's the beginning. So I believe that is um, all of the comments. So again, thank you. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every single week. We hope to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend and try to stay warm out there. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. 
And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.